Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and Assistant Pastor Bill is here, and all of you are here, and God bless you on and all. We're so happy that you got up so you could hear what God has to say today. Amen? God always has something to say to his people. He always has a word of encouragement, a word of instruction, a word of correction, a word of healing, a word of life, a word of faith, a word of power. God has something to say to his people. Amen. And we ought to be eager to hear him. Amen. Amen. Well, when I got up this morning, I had no idea what the Lord wanted to talk to us about. But before I got to church, I knew exactly what he wanted to say. Amen. So, We're going to have another one of those sermons that has not been preached before. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. God is good to us. We get fresh manna three times a week. Aren't we blessed? And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian, Protestant, Internet church, and a local church assembly. Amen? We gather in the love of God and in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank the Lord for over, um, let's see, how many years is this, Jesus? We've been doing this for a while now. Amen. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. Hit it. Oh, hallelujah. Today is the 14th. That was two days ago. Two days ago. From 2011 until now. Praise your name. That's a long time. Yeah. Jesus has been with us the whole way. Well, we want to thank you, Father. You've been faithful to us. You've taken us from the very first word to even now. And you've held us up through every war, through every storm, through every battle, regardless of what the enemy did. You've been faithful to us. We want to thank you for your faithfulness to us, Lord. We want to thank you for your grace, for your mercy. Ah, amen. It's been a long road, but you've been there every step of the way. We couldn't ask for more, Lord. We couldn't ask for more, except a few more people, Lord. We're asking for that. Amen. So we thank you for swelling our numbers. Amen. And bringing people who really want to hear from you and actually want to obey you. They may have struggles, but they really do want to go to heaven. It's really important to them. Amen. It's not just a nice idea that the preacher talks about. It's something they want to possess. So we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us in the name of Jesus Christ. See, I almost missed my date, y'all. 
I'm just so happy the Lord has done this for us. This is a great thing. Amen. Amen. And to those of you who are not used to us acting like this, well, join us. You might get used to it. Amen? Amen. When God has brought you a long way through every fight and every struggle, every wondering, are we going to make it, everything that has happened, you ought to be happy when you reach another milestone. Amen? Amen. Amen. You're one step closer to getting home. You're one step closer to leaving this rotten little earth because it's full of rottenness, you know. It's called sin. And we're going to leave sin behind. We're not going to have to deal with him anymore when we leave here. But in the meantime, there's a battle going on. Amen? And we are aimed to win. We're going to walk in the victory that Jesus Christ has already purchased for us. We're going to wipe away our tears and kick away our fears, and we're going to walk in faith and courage with the Lord. Amen? Amen. So those of you who know, you know that we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ at the beginning of our service. And so we want to encourage you that if you wish to join us in Holy Communion, that you obtain your elements now. Amen? We're already ready to go. Also, if you're new to us, we have a website, and it is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. And we have a chat room. Yes, we have a chat room even on Sundays because the scriptures are posted. The saints participate in spiritual warfare. They get their sword of the spirit out, and they move that sword around. Amen? They don't box at the air. They hit something. Amen? And the something they hit knows that it must flee. Amen? The devil cannot win. If you don't give up, if you stay in right position with God, the devil can't win. Jesus Christ has seen to that, and he can't lie. Amen? Amen. He cannot lie. And his blood is alive and active among us. Amen? Amen? So we're going to take a few minutes to acknowledge our knowledge the places where we didn't make it. You know, we kind of fell short of the glory of God. There's always those places in everybody's life, even in our thought life, even in the little habits that we've had all these years that we're still trying to get rid of. And there are many of those for everybody. So we're still working on it, you see, because God has made it abundantly clear to us that we have to obey the word. We have to obey him if we want to come home. So we're going to get full into that obedience thing. Amen? We're going full on in obedience. Amen? Because we do not want to be left here when the Holy Spirit takes the body of Christ out of the earth realm. Amen? Amen. We want to go home. This is just a temporary place as we journey through life. This is our prep for what is to come. And we indeed want to go home. Amen. We're looking forward to it with much anticipation and joy. Amen. So I pray that you are on board with that, that you're in agreement with us, 
and that you want to go to heaven too. And if you have never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is a perfect time to do it. Amen? This is an excellent opportunity. If you've backslidden and moved from your steadfast commitment in the Lord, this is time for you to renew that commitment. Amen? Amen. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, and I have sinned. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and the sins of my ancestors. I ask you to be my God to be the Lord of my life and my personal Savior. I ask you to come live in my heart for the rest of my life and bring me home to be with you when I leave this planet. I forgive. Everyone who's ever sinned against me or against my family. And I embrace you, Lord, and I let go of my sin. Help me to be a strong Christian. Teach me how to love you and trust you. And deliver me from everything that's not like you. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, you have a new life in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You should thank him about right now. You have just started your life all over again. Amen. All of those sins that you committed already, they're already washed away. They're in the depths of the sea. And you're starting over fresh with God. There's nothing in between you and God. Amen? Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for a new opportunity to walk with him in this life. We're excited about it. Amen? Amen? All the weight from those old sins has already dropped off. Amen? Amen. And Lord, for those who need to do a certain something, please indicate to them what that something might be. Because I'm certain they don't want to go to hell and they do want to go to heaven. And that certain something that you prompt to them now, they will surely do. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. God is so good. He's so good. His mercies to us are new every morning. They were new before you ever woke up this morning. So you can walk out of yesterday and believe God for a better tomorrow as you walk with him today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. We're going to celebrate Holy Communion. Now that we've gotten our sins washed away, you know, when you take a shower or you take a bath, 
It makes you feel good. It makes you feel invigorated. It makes you feel refreshed. Well, that's nothing like what it feels when the blood of Jesus washes all your sins away. So, Lord Jesus, right now we ask you to send your blood to us and wash all of our sins away, Lord. Wash all of our sins away, every stain, every stain of sin, Lord. Wash every one of our sins away, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for the cleansing. We thank you for the invigoration. We thank you for the renewal. We thank you for the expression of your mercy. We thank you for your love, Lord. Amen. 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 Everybody ought to feel great. So if you have what the world calls a disease in your body, it's time for you to tell that disease to get up out of your body because Jesus has washed your sins away and it does not have any room to stay. Amen? So you tell it, disease, and then you name the disease. I speak to you in the name of Jesus Christ, and I command you to be bound in Jesus' name. Get out of my body forevermore in the name of Jesus Christ. There's no room for you. There's only room for Jesus. So you've got to go now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you told me in the Bible that whatever I bind on earth, you will bind in heaven. So now I loose myself from this disease, and I thank you that you loose me from it in heaven. Amen. Amen. And amen. Now, if your disease was poverty, I know it's gone. Amen. Whatever your disease was, whatever your malady was, If you left one out, you can say it again. You can say it till you get to the end of your list. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So now we're going to celebrate what Jesus did to give us that blessing of being washed in the blood and being delivered from whatever hinders our lives. Amen? Jesus Christ gave his life on the cross so that we could be healed in every area of our lives, and especially in our body. Amen? He took stripes with a cat of nine tails. You said, what is that? Well, the Romans had this particularly cruel way of scourging people, of beating them. They had these long leather whips, and at the end was these devices at the end of the tails of the whip, and they had long, long nails. They were like thorns in them. And when they hit you with it, it ripped your flesh right off your body. It was called a cat of nine tails. 
No, you're not going to find one of those going down the street. And it literally rips your flesh off your body. If you could take a chicken and rip the flesh right off the bones, it would be far worse than that. That's what he had to go through. When the Bible says that by his stripes we have been healed, those are the stripes that it's talking about. The stripes that literally rip the flesh away from his bones, where the blood came running out. That's what it took. It wasn't a tap on the wrist. No, it was very agonizing. It was extremely and excruciatingly painful. But he went through it all for us. He took it all for us. He had committed no sin, no crime, no felony, no misdemeanor, none of it. But we had, we sinned. Some of us sinned even as we were being born. You say, well, how can you sin like that? Because you inherited some of the wickedness of your family line. Amen? You inherited some of the wickedness of your family line. And so did they. So see, we were all born in sin and iniquity. But God made a way for us to be delivered, for us to be healed, for us to be cleansed. And it's by the stripes that he took that we are healed. And we are forever grateful to him for his love, for his mercy, for his compassion, and for his obedience and commitment to the Father's plan to redeem us. Amen? Amen. I sincerely doubt if any of us could have taken the brutality and the abuse that he went through. But he was chosen by the Father before the foundation of the world to be our Savior, to be our Redeemer. We need him. We need him every moment of every day. So we're going to celebrate now the victory that he won for us in destroying the works of the devil, in redeeming us back to God, in buying our lives back from Satan. That's right. That's what he did. So as you take this bread and as you drink this cup, I want you to think about what Jesus has done for everyone in the world, but particularly for you. Amen? Amen. So if you have your elements ready, we are going to celebrate. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, thank you, Lord, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. And when he had given thanks, he said, Thank you. Amen. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my 
blood. Yes, that same blood that came running down when they put the crown of thorns on his head and pierced his skull. The same blood that came running down and so stripes were applied to his life, his back and his body. The same blood that gushed out of his side when they pierced him with the sword. He gave up his life for us while we were yet sinners because he loved us. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. We partake of the cup in Jesus' name. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. (laughs) For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. Therefore, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. Amen? Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we are your children and you are our Father. Your presence goes with us. Therefore, we are ready to face each day with its new beginning. Yesterday is far behind us and gone. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. As we walk with you in the newness of life, we were once darkness, But now, as Christians and your children, we live as children of the light. Your light in us brings forth all that is good, right, and true. We desire to live our days as living proof of the things which please you. Your light reveals everything for what it really is. Help us, Father, to successfully accomplish all that we have to do without grumbling or arguing so that we may be blameless and harmless, living in a twisted, sinful, and diseased age, shining forth as a light in a dark world. Father, you are the vine dresser. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. Cause us to be fruitful in all of our work, for we share 
his life. Thank you for causing us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes, we will triumph in Christ Jesus. We want to thank you, Father, for the word of God. We want to thank you that that you help us to bring every thought captive and subject to the obedience of Christ. We yield our vessels to you right now, Lord. We ask that you fill us with your Holy Spirit. Break it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And if you... Do not have a prayer language like you heard us just pray, a language where we speak only to God. Then ask the Lord to give you one. He will. Amen? Thank him for it. Praise him. Because our God answers prayer. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders. We cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his powers, and his agents in Jesus' name. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind all wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains unto darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporting, watchers, listeners, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, electronic, digital, technology demons, and their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind all Leviathan, Kundalini, water in the ring, sex devil, unclean spirits, acid devils, sorcery devils, seducing, womanizing, artificial intelligence, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, drone spirits, smart dust, whoredom spirits, and all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in the name of Jesus. We return their attacks to them now in Jesus' name. All spirits of idolatry that we walk in due to our own stubborn rebellion. We bind in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. 
we bind all pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave attacks in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. We bind on hypnotic and trans devils and their attacks on mystic rituals and their intent. All 5G, everything coming off the satellites, the cell towers, out of our devices in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the work of every druid. We bind all pulse weapons and targeted radio frequencies in Jesus' name. We bind the ringing in our ears caused by the work of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. We overturn and empty all cauldrons, chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, European, North American, South American, African, Indian, Chinese, Korean, Japanese, Indonesian, Australia, New Zealand, Arctic, Antarctic, Caribbean, Latin American, tribal, indigenous groups, every group, any group, even groups that have not yet been discovered. We bind all their idolatry, black magic, and white magic in Jesus' holy name. We bind all Morgellons attacks. We bind COVID in We bind COVID in Jesus' holy name. We bind monkeypox in Jesus' holy name. And every other disease that has been released against humanity. We thank you that we're covered in the blood, Lord Jesus. We thank you that we're covered in the blood. Amen. Hallelujah. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide, all free-flying devils, all evil spirits, which take animal forms. We bind demons responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind the formation of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders and their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, sabotage, spy, destroy, infect, wear down, mock, lie against, manipulate, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, monitor, track, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, undermine, confound, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of the generation of fools, the spirit of the fool, the fool's anger, and we bind the carnal mind. 
We return to sender according to the covenant, all and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, all astral projections, and sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. In the name of Jesus, we bind all vampire spirits which steal our energy and our vitality in Jesus' name. We bind all voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, rakaha, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind make-believe, fantasy, la-la land, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, Hallelujah, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, and anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind the king of pride, and we bind all of his agents in Jesus' holy name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and solely sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, Combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Moloch, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods, all goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and 72. And we chain you all with eternal chains under darkness. We undo the work of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots. Promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, rite, and and the powers of evil that they use in Jesus' name, and all associated organizations in the name of Jesus. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the grips in Jesus' name. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, the work of errors in our lives. We reduce and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and see their fear, harassments, witchcraft, and mind control back on their heads in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, 
to break every yoke and chain and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you, to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief and whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially all persecuted Christians and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. We cut ourselves free from every devil that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command it to leave us now. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord and our forms of transportation in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for the word of God. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for your warring, linking angels around us, your praising angels over us. Thank you, Lord, and your ministering spirits to us. But most of all, we thank you, Father, for your presence in our midst. Amen. Amen. We take authority, dominion, and power over any dreams that we have had, over any visions that we have had that were not of you. We bind them. We send them back where they came from. We send that warfare back on the head of the spirit that brought it in the name of Jesus. And we forbid you to attack us again in the name of Jesus Christ. Our dreams belong to the Lord. Our visions belong to the Lord. Amen. We pull out. All fiery darts, pins, needles, spirit, voodoo, witchcraft, and all curses and everything sent to us in the name of Jesus Christ is not of the Lord. We cut ourselves free from ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, covenants, attachments, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leads, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down every uh, kind of protection, walls of protection around Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, globalists, nanotechnology, shamans, sorcerers, divinators, and such in the name of Jesus. We break the powers of every curse, hex, vex, love spell, charm, fetish, voodoo, magic, sorcery, destruction, sickness, pain, torment, incense, candle burning, psychic warfare, ungodly blessings, chanting, crystals, hoodoo, tribal rituals, and sin, and everything ungodly sent to us. In the name of Jesus Christ. And we release the peace of God over the people of God. And everybody said amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So if you had demons in your house, they ought to be gone by now. Amen. They should have left. They should have packed up by now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me see. Okay, here I am. Right here. Praise the Lord. Amen. So today God is going, oops, I have an announcement. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I have an announcement. I have more than one announcement today, but I already gave you one. We have another one that's left. Praise God. As soon as Pastor finishes fiddling with the technology, we'll be ready to go. Amen. Amen. She does this every Sunday. And it gets better every time. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, there we go. 
Here we go. Can they hear me okay? Okay, okay, good. All right, now for the announcement without a drum roll. This, <laughs> the announcement is that our upcoming fast is August 24th through August 31st. I think that's Wednesday to Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. August 24th through August 31st. Amen. Praise the Lord. God's going to do your work in us. Amen. Amen. So, today, God wants to talk to us about courage and trust. Courage and trust. We're going to need more courage, saints, to live in the world we're living in, you see? Because as the world is unfolding with all of the things that are going on, many countries, and unfortunately looks like even the United States, are teetering on possible collapse of civilization. That's serious. That's extremely serious. Government collapses all over the world. We're not the only country where things look bad and shaky. It's all over the world, and it's been going on for a very long time. Now, granted, the media, depending on which country you're in, may or may not tell you any of this, but I'm certain in this country it doesn't tell you much of anything, not just what's going on abroad, but what's going on right under your nose. You see, with Uvalde in Texas, here in the U.S., here in the state, we had a situation where the police were there. SWAT team, the SWAT team was there. Other police departments were there. But they did not defend the lives of the innocent. That sent a message all over the place. It's saying that you can no longer depend completely on the law enforcement to protect you. That day seemingly has passed. So, saints, I've given you an encouragement for those of you that the Lord would lead in this direction. If you live in a country or if you live in the state, in a state, and if you are not a felon, and you are indeed a citizen, and you are able to obtain training, proper training, and a concealed weapons permit, whether you own the weapon or not, I'm encouraging you to move in that direction. I'm encouraging you to go to the Lord and let him speak to you what you ought to do. Amen? That's extremely unnerving, we'll call it that, to see an entire police department, not just the local ones, but a SWAT team, other police departments, the Border Patrol, all there at once, and they don't stop one shooter. Now, everybody knows since Columbine, 
The schools are supposed to have all the doors locked. Everybody knows that. Nobody's that lost. So they can't explain to me how that one woman principal didn't have her doors locked. That didn't make sense. Everybody knows after Columbine, you lock the doors and you keep them locked. And not only that, come to think of it, Lord, when I was in high school, they kept the doors locked. They didn't just lock the door. They put a chain and a padlock on it, too. So not only were people not going to walk in off the street, you weren't going to escape either. So how it is she thought she could sit there and not have her doors locked at all is beyond me. Amen? So now that we've come to this place, And other countries are going through severe lack and shortages. They don't have sufficient food. There are places where all kinds of disasters are taking place. We have to have courage in our God. We have to have some trust in him. We can't just say it. We've got to actually live it now. And this is not the end. It's going to get worse. And we all know that that's what's going to happen. It's actually going to get worse. Government leaders, dictators, all over the world are trying to take absolute control over the countries where they are. Trudeau has decided that he wants to stop people from getting certain handguns. In other words, he doesn't want you to be able to defend yourself in case you need to. We have people here in the state. As long as we've had the Second Amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America, they choose to oppose it. They want to tell you that some gun got up and walked over to somebody's house. It took the safety off itself. It put the magazine in. It pulled the trigger by itself, and it just hung in, hung in midair and shot somebody and killed them. Now, we know that's no, no truth in that. If the gun was laying where it was and nobody messed with it, it'd still be laying where it was with nobody messing with it. It requires intervention, and most often by humans. Amen. We're just going to say it like that. Amen. Everybody is not sane as we know sanity. Nowadays, you can go to the grocery store. You can be a grandmother going to the grocery store, minding your own business, going to get a few things together for Sunday's dinner because your family is coming over to eat. And before you get your groceries gathered and get out of the door, somebody walks in, with a weapon and kills you. That's where we live now. That's where we live. So saying, let us be wise. You know, there was a weapon in the Garden of Gethsemane. Peter had it. And so Malchus lost his ear. Jesus was kind and replaced it. But we know there were weapons in the Garden of Gethsemane. Amen? Amen. We do what we must do in the spirit realm, and we do what we must do in the natural realm. Amen? 
Amen. So we're not going to have any fear, are we? Amen. So our God is great and powerful. Yes, he is. He's great and powerful, and he rules over everything. Let's go to 1 Chronicles chapter 29, beginning with verse 11. 1 Chronicles chapter 29, beginning with verse 11. Amen. 1 Chronicles is still in the Old Testament, right after 2 Kings. Amen. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. All that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Amen. Psalm 147, verse 5. Psalm 147, verse 5. Great is our Lord, and of great power. His understanding is infinite. Great is our Lord, and of great power. His understanding is infinite. Amen? That means there's no limitation to his understanding at all. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 26. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 26. Isaiah, Old Testament, chapter 40, verse 26. Lift up your eyes on high. And behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number? He calleth them all by name, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power. He is strong in power. Jeremiah Chapter 32, verse 17. Jeremiah, chapter 32, verse 17. Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out on, and there is nothing too hard for thee. We used to have a song about this particular verse. Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arms, 
and there is nothing too hard for thee. Revelation chapter 11, verse 17. Revelation chapter 11, verse 17. Revelation, last book in the Bible, chapter 11, verse 17. Saying, we give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. It is truth that we have heard in the scriptures. Do you receive these truths? Before you answer quickly, consider your actions. Just suppose your actions to what the scriptures say about our God. You see, saints, you truly believe when you behave as though it is so. You see, when the meteorologist says it's going to rain and you go back in the house and you get your umbrella, it means you believe his report. So when God says that he's made the heaven and the earth by his great power and outstretched arm and there is nothing too hard for him, when you behave, automatically, as though this is the truth, the absolute truth, and there is nothing that can change it, that's when you know you believe it. Anything short of that, you're still in unbelief. Amen? Amen. So now we understand believing versus I think I believe, right? Amen. Amen. We have agreed on the statements of Scripture, but do we behave as though these statements are the absolute truth? Do we actually believe them? See, it's one thing to think you believe them, but it's quite another thing for them to have taken up residence in you to the point that you automatically act as though those statements are the absolute truth. We call it the word becoming flesh in you. The word of God has taken such a place in your life, such a grip in your life, that you will not sway to the left or the right, but you will walk with the word. That's when you believe it. That's a good test for you. When you say, I believe this, and you see yourself doing something else, you don't believe it yet. Press on. Have we become fully persuaded? Well, maybe not. And if not, we need to deal with that, amen? 
Most Christians say that they believe the Bible, but seldom do they behave what the Bible actually says. All right, case in point that's in the news, the abortion issue. We know what's in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. But there are people who consider themselves to be Christians. We know that the Bible says that our bodies belong to God. We just read it. Everything belongs to him. We know that we can't give ourselves bodies before we come to earth, before we're born, and we can't command our bodies to come with us when he takes us off the earth. If the Holy Spirit doesn't move it, it's not going anywhere. Okay? So since you don't own your own body, and it is the personal property of Jesus Christ, and he does not give you permission to put tattoos on it, in fact, he stands strongly against it, since he has allowed a sperm and an egg to come together, and he's released life into that being, that person, And whenever you leave that person alone in the womb, at an appropriate time, that person comes out and we call it a baby. It's actually a baby at the very beginning. So you cannot say that you own your own body. You're going to do what you want when you get ready, if you feel like it, if it's convenient to you, and you're not actually killing a baby. Yes, you are. And you can't change that truth no matter how many lies you tell yourself, no matter how deceived you choose to be. So we have to actually see God for who he is. We have to actually behave what the Bible says. There is a gap between what we say and what that that we believe and that which we live. We say one thing, we say, I believe this, but then all Christians don't behave this. There are people that consider themselves to be Christians. They're out there protesting, talking about, it's my body, and on and on and on. When the scriptures say, absolutely not. So you see, we have denominations splitting right down the middle. Because there are some that are going to hold on to the truths of Scripture and others that want to compromise, lie, and leave the Word of God. So somebody saying, I'm a Christian, doesn't say very much right now. Unless the Holy Spirit backs it up. Amen? If he doesn't amen it, you're in trouble. I pray that you agree with me that it is time to fill the gap between what we say we believe and what we behave. Many of us have been introduced to the majesty in the name which God used in the Bible to reveal to his people his character. One such revelation of, of our God is that he is our Lord and Master. He's our Lord and master. As children of God, 
we must understand that our God wants to be real to us now. Now in this life, not only in the life to come, now in the everydayness of the activities of daily living, right here, right now. We do not worship statues or stars or universes or tangible things which cannot speak, comfort, nor deliver us at all. Our God is alive. And he is moved with a feeling of our infirmity and lack. God is more than just the subject of the Bible. He is the supreme ruler and creator of all that is. In spite of what you are facing today, our God is a God of hope and of victory. He's a God of hope and of victory. He will provide a way for you to experience victory in your life. However, the hope and victory which you experience must be rooted in the truth of who God is. You cannot have this hope and this victory apart from God. You cannot twist in your mind who you think God is, as some have done. No, you have to stick with what the Bible says, how God has chosen to reveal himself to mankind through the centuries. Amen? You can't make God something that he is not. You can't have the God of your understanding or the God of your imagination because that's not God at all. Amen? Recently, I counted on a particular subject matter 14 sermons that are in our archives which would help you to get over yourself Mm. if you would avail yourself to these truths. Amen? They'll help you to get over you. That's a big hurdle for almost everybody. Getting over your own self. Amen? God is our master and our ruler. He carries out duties, performs them, and fulfills them so that our covenant relationship remains valid. He validates his dominion, rulership, and ownership in our lives, in his kingdom, and throughout all universes. In his capacity of ownership, say ownership. Good. I think everybody has purchased something, even if it was a small thing, and said, I own this. So you have some concept of ownership. Well, the Bible tells us that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He owns it all. 
He owns it all. There is nothing here that he does not own, and no one here that he doesn't own, because he has paid the price on Calvary for everyone. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In his capacity of ownership, he is responsible. You see, ownership brings responsibility. Lordship brings responsibility. Being the master brings responsibility. And in his capacity of ownership, he is responsible for our care and our well-being. Therefore, he provides for us, he protects us, he guides us, and he maximizes our lives. Amen? In Psalm 97, 5, it says, The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. At the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. It is in this passage where the Lord says and where God is expressing ownership of the whole earth. Psalm 97, verse 5. He says, The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. He's saying he owns the entire earth. He owns it all. And if you could afford a new Lamborghini, you just overpaid for a car to drive into potholes like everybody else's, but it actually doesn't belong to you. Amen? Not only is he the creator God, but he is the owner God of all. Psalm 50, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 50, beginning with verse 1. The mighty God, even the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. Our God shall come and shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour before him. And it shall be very tempestuous round about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth, that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Now, who is our sacrifice? That's right. Jesus Christ is our sacrifice. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is a judge himself. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings, 
to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy fold. For every beast of the forest is mine. He didn't say it was anybody else's. He didn't say it belonged to the cattlemen. He says it's his. And the cattle upon a thousand hills, it's all his. I know all the fowls of the mountain, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee. If God wanted a snack, he wouldn't ring your doorbell. Amen? For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls and drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving. There you go. And pay thy vows unto the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Amen. So God's not coming to your house trying to get some goldfish, okay? Amen. I don't think that's his favorite snack anyhow. What does that mean, Pastor? It means that there is nothing on this planet that is fully yours, not even yourself. It all belongs to God. Now, believe it or not, I understood that when I was five years old. I understood it the first time I heard them say it in church. And my understanding has not wavered since I heard it. There is nothing here that is yours to keep. Everything belongs to God, every single thing. That includes relationships. That includes you. Amen? Amen. So I'm glad we have this understanding around the word of God, that we're actually going to walk in some truth. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. Amen. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Matthew chapter 6, verse 13. Matthew chapter 6, verse 13. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Resultingly, it is God's responsibility to care for all his creation. Now, this I put a pen right here. This is where I disagree with 
all the global warming people. You see, it's his earth. It belongs to him. He made it. If it's broke, he can fix it. If you're not getting your instructions from him on how to fix it, you need to start over. Because he can fix it all by himself. Amen. He created all and is owner. He is responsible to sustain and maintain all. One night, as we were on the broadcast, uh, a sister called in, and she was having, oh, quite a quandary in her thoughts. She didn't know what she ought to do, if she ought to have this procedure done or not have it done. And she's just going back and forth, and she was quite tormented. And so I began to explain to her that, first of all, it wasn't her body. Her body belonged to God. And so he had the say on what was going to happen. And since it wasn't hers, it was on loan to her. She was a steward over it. She was living in it because he allowed for that. You have to have one to live on earth then what she needed to do was go to the Lord and find out exactly what he wanted her to do about the situation. Not what she thought, not what the medical community thought, what he thinks, his perspective. What does he want you to do about his body? He might want you to just stand in faith, get out of the way so he can do what he's planned to do. That is a serious possibility. But that's what I explained to her before I prayed for her, for her to go to the Lord, go to the creator and owner of her body, and seek his faith to find out what he wants to do about it. Sometimes we fail to do that. In the New Testament, when the saints refer to themselves as bondservants of Jesus Christ, They were acknowledging God's ownership of them. This ownership includes responsibilities and duties. Ownership has much more to do with responsibilities than with mere dominion. When you are the owner, it is your responsibility to take care of to provide for, to protect, and to guard and defend that which is owned. God has responsibilities and duties to his covenant children, which extend beyond his rule in the world. We must acknowledge this truth and submit ourselves to its enforcement. We need to rise from our seat of disobedience and bow before our God, our master, our ruler, our Lord, and our owner. Amen? God will after often delay carrying out his promises until he sees a heart of surrender and submission. Saints, 
your arms are not long enough to box with God. And he can outweigh you. So much for your stubbornness. Truthfully, submission to God as your absolute ruler and master can affect the timing of his promises in your life. Our submission, or lack thereof, affects our communication with God and enhances our intimacy with him. To experience all that God offers to us as ruler, master, and owner of our lives, we will have to knowingly and willingly surrender to him. This means that our God gets to call the shot. That's what I was explaining to that sister. You see, they can come up with a new program and a new device and a new gamma gun and a new this and a new that, but as your Lord, your sovereign Lord, your ruler, your master, your owner, he calls the shot. You can run around trying this and trying that and trying the other, but he calls the shot. He gets to have the final say in our decision. And if you're wise, he gets to have all the say. You will strongly consider his perspective as you make your choices and decide how to use the time that he has generously given to you. Yes, that's the truth. Many want God to do what his word says that he can do, but they don't want to give him the right to own them. One of our problems in the body of Christ is that we have too many Christians who want God to get them to heaven, but who don't want God to own them on earth. God's promises are truth, yes, and amen. Yet the fulfillment of those promises in your life are often tied to your surrender to him. So saying, what does hinder thee? Is it fear? We must admit that many saints are still plagued with various fears and anxieties, a.k.a. fear. When we confess our God, listen to me, when we confess, that means you've got to open your mouth and say something to God. When we confess our God as our master, our Lord, and our owner, we release him to do more of what he has promised than he will do. Joshua chapter 1, beginning with verse 8. Joshua chapter 1, beginning with verse 8. Joshua, Old Testament, chapter 1 beginning with verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Instruction number one. The scriptures have to be in your mouth. Not just on the page. They've got to be moving out of your mouth. 
but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. So when is it not day and when is it not night? He says to meditate therein day and night. So we suggest to you that you keep the scriptures playing in your home 24-7 and as much as you can wherever you are. Because he clearly says, thou shalt meditate therein day and night. So when is it not day and when is it not night? That thou mayest observe. You, that means you've got to pay attention here. That thou mayest observe to do. You've got to do something. According to all that is written therein. So that doesn't leave any parts out. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. We all want that part. And then thou shalt have good success. We want that too. Have not I commanded thee? The answer is yes, he has. So now he gives some more instructions. Be strong. Well, how can I do that? Well, we already talked about that when we discussed that we are the elect of God. Before the foundation of the earth, he made provisions for everything we need because he knew who would receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Provision has been made. Be strong and of a good courage. That means you can't be faint-hearted, double-minded, vacillating, and quitting every 15 minutes. Be not afraid, period. Be not afraid. Not afraid means that you have no fear. You have no reservation. You have no intimidation. You're not scared to move forward. You're not afraid to follow instructions. You're not cringing at the thought of having to trust God in something you don't know very much about. You're standing on solid ground, the God that saved your soul. Be not dismayed, neither be thou dismayed. Well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. No, be thou not dismayed. For the Why? Why not? For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So where can you go to get away from God since he said he's going to be with you whithersoever thou goest? He owns everything. He owns the whole earth. He said wherever you go, he's going to be there. So where are you going to go that he's not? In fact, the scriptures say if you decide to go to hell, he can go there too. So now, what are you going to do? Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 14. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 14. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 14. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. And fight for your brethren, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Well, if God's going to tell you to fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, your houses, don't you think he's going to do it too? 
Would he tell you to do something that he can't handle? You need to answer yourself with that question. Amen? Psalm 46, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 46, beginning with verse 1. God is our refuge and strength. A refuge is someplace you run to for shelter and safety when danger approaches. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That means right here, right now on the spot. Not soon as I get back to my prayer closet. Your prayer closet ought to travel with you. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. No matter what we see, we're not supposed to be in fear at all. No fear lives here. Amen? Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Who's your helper? When you don't have transportation to where you need to go, who's your helper? Mm-hmm. When your funds are short and you got an extra bill, who is your helper? When you feel scared, the thing you need to do is jump on the phone and call somebody you know. That's not what it says here. It says, the Lord is my helper. So since the Lord is your helper, why are you running to everybody else first? It's short, so let me call the bank and see what they can do for me. Or let me call this relative and see if I can borrow a few bucks. It says, the Lord is my helper. When you do it your way first, you shut off God's way. Why? Because you honor your way ahead of him. You became your own sustainer, your own provider, your own God. I would resign from that position if I were you. The Lord is my helper. I feel weak and lost. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. John chapter 14, verse 27. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27. John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. So if he left peace with us, then it's here, right? My peace I give unto you. He didn't say you had to buy it. He said he was giving it to you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So it appears here that you have the ability to stop your heart from being troubled and to keep it from being afraid. 
he said, do not allow your heart to be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. That means you have something to do with the matter. You have the ability to shut that down. Neither let it be afraid. You can stop it from being afraid. You can shut that down too. He's given you power and authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. So you have the ability. Remember we talked about the fact that he's given you the ability to think, to decide, to choose, and many other things. So you have the ability to shut that fear down cold. It's within you. You have to choose to use it. It's like you walk into a dark room and you're standing right by the light switch. It's up to you to flick that switch. The power has already been made available. What you need to see is already there, but you actually have to flip the switch. It's up to you. So you can't blame your fear on the devil or on some circumstance because you have power over the devil and you can bind that circumstance from hurting you. But will you do it? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 25. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 25. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 25, be not afraid of sudden fear. What sudden fear? It comes with traumas and emergencies. Be not afraid of that. They call your house and say, I think your child is in a wreck. And then there you go, no. That's when you say the blood of Jesus. You do not follow words of men and allow your emotions to run down the road. You have the, we talked about this, that you have power and authority over your emotions. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5 tells you you have power and authority over your thought life. You can decide to declare the blood of Jesus and you don't even know the details. Or you can allow your emotions to get going, your thoughts to get stirred, and then you're in sin and the devil has an open door and there you go. It's up to you to decide how you will respond to the suddenness of life. Neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. In other words, it's going to come. You're going to watch the wicked move into desolation. So what are you shaking in your shoes for? For the Lord shall be thy what? I can't hear you. Verse 26, for the Lord shall be thy confidence. It didn't say anybody or anything else. It says the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. So you live in this nice, gated community. You pay too much for your house. And the rich drug dealer moved in three doors down. And so now you want to quake and shake before the Lord. 
and your angel that has been standing there all this time, defending you all this time, is going, seriously? You know, the angel didn't evaporate. And they are not these little fat bunnies, somebody, uh, babies somebody put wings on. First of all, when God made babies, he didn't attach wings. Neither did he attach cell phones. That is not a preferred appendage. Angels don't look like that. And I've been asking the Lord when he's going to let me share with you what angels look like. And he hasn't let me yet, so you have to wait. Coming attraction. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 8. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 8. Be not afraid of their faces. I, I, I have to go get some tests done. And so after the test, you're going to try to sit there and read those people's eyes and faces. Did he tell you to do that? Be not afraid of their faces. So the doctor comes in, and he's looking down at his paperwork, and he won't look you in the eye. And he said, be not afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. That doctor can only go as far as his credentialing and his experience has brought him. He has never created a human being. Amen? Or her, whichever. God says to refuse the fear, for I'm with you. Many have not understood the ruler, the owner, the Lord relationship that God offers to his people. So they go on, as before, with some slight adjustment. Yet God is calling us to understand this relationship more than before so that we can exchange our various fears for greater courage and trust in him. You say, well, I have trust in God, but there's more. And sometimes God waits for us to seek him for the more. We want to walk around in the trust that we have had for a long time and say, God, this is enough. But that's not always the way God sees it. Sometimes he wants us to come further. He wants us to come deeper. And I find this to be true with more seasoned saints. Amen? We allow ourselves to get comfortable at a place with God, but God's going, that's not all. I died for more than that. Come on. Let's keep going. Don't get comfortable here. Don't try to cruise out on me. Come on, there's more. Remember there's a scripture somewhere in the Bible, and Brother Marshall will tell me sometime later, the man stepped out into the water and it was up to his ankle. He went out further, it was up to his knees. Went out further, it was up to his waist. A little further, it was water to swim in. He could just go. Well, God means that for all of us. In every area and aspect of your life, there's more God to be had. 
And you only get out of this what you put into it. No deposit, no return. The more of you you give to God, the greater manifestation will be in your life. So if you only want to give God an inch, don't look for a windfall. It's up to you. It's up to you. Thank you. It is actually up to you. We can refuse our fears and learn to take him at his word. We can learn more of depending on his promises and refusing our own foolishness. We can grow in faith. We can. We can grow in faith some more. You see, because we're the times we're living in are coming closer to the end. We're going to have to have more faith than some people that we looked up to a long time ago. Why? Because we're going to go through something that they're not going to experience. They've already gone home. Shabbos has gone home already. Ernest Angsley's already gone home. There are a lot of the old saints that had faith in God. We learned from them. We sat at their feet. That's how we cut our teeth in God. But we're going to need more than what they had because what we're going through is just about to the end. Amen? So we can't be quaking in fear. That's an open door for the devil. And he's going to jump right through that open door if we allow it. Amen. Matthew chapter 8, verse 26. Matthew chapter 8, verse 26. Jesus speaking. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Well, I just don't know how, and I just can't see how, and I, I, I just can't figure it out. Well, since when have you figured it all out anyway? When was the last time you figured it all out and got it right? Amen. Then after he said that, he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And they went, But his question remains, why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? All you've got to do is use the little faith that you do have. Amen. Why are you tormented? Because you are giving room to fear instead of resting in his love for you. Why have you become manipulative? Because we don't believe that God will do right by us. We think that God is not really Lord of all, as he claims to be. We think that we must work things out for ourselves. We still don't realize how great and magnificent our God is. So we cut him short by jumping in to handle it ourselves. 
We keep crying out and reaching for human comfort because we have not explored the depth of the comfort that the Holy Spirit is. We keep crying out and reaching for human comfort because we have not explored the depth of comfort that the Holy Spirit is. We keep seeking after God and whatever. God and this, God and that, God and whatever. Rather than resting in God alone. Resting in God alone. Full faith and confidence in God alone. Saints, we need to realize that we are falling short and we need to do something about it. First John chapter 4 verse 17, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, correction, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love. There is No fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Well, how do I get my fear cast out? It's right on the page. Perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So I suppose many of us, along with telling God things about him and his ownership and mastering of our lives, have to talk to him about our love walk. Because we still have fear. Amen? Rise for the benediction. God has spoken. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church of Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. And the church said amen, 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 and amen. Praise the Lord. Pastor loves you. Don't forget that the fast starts on, when does it start? August 24th, and it goes through August 31st. Amen. Amen. God bless you.